We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not an idiot, and uh, well, I lied. I uh, I did have it wrong. So this is what happens. <laughs> uh, everybody's like, "Ah, oh, you need an IT department," and uh, no, we don't need an IT department. We just need me to not be a moron. I think that's what this comes down to, Sprig. So yeah, no, no. See, I can see your mic popping a little bit right now, even though I know you're faking it. So this time it's not. This time it's not going to work. You screwed up. I had the sensitivity up. And so I could actually see that now. So no, you, you're not gonna catch me. Sorry, everybody. That was on me. Um, this is what happens when I try to juggle like 16 different things at once. Uh, I uh, hilariously, I said I was uh, I was working out, and the as I was working out, I had the audio from the TNT pregame coming out of my desktop, and I had to route the audio through, and I realized that I. Uh, I didn't reset it back. So this is why I need to absolutely unequivocally get to the studio so that none of this stuff gets touched <laughs> when I set it all up. So Should you you were preferring the TNT broadcast of the top 75 players of all time, but we're not really sure if it's all the previous 50 plus a new 25. <laughs> Actually, 26. Wait a minute. It is a big 76 of 75. Who's, who's not going to make it, but who did make it? Like, can I just say this? Just release the list on Twitter. Have an hour segment on Inside the NBA. Talk about it and move on. This whole like weird, slow unrolling and veiling of this stuff is they normally get it right. They normally get it right, but they got it wrong this time. It's just trash. Absolute trash. Yeah, I uh, I was a little disappointed in in how they they put it all together and how they rolled it out. but that's kind of is what it is. Uh, thank you, everyone. Let's try this again. Thank you, everybody, for coming in. This is Jack Ramsey's live show. Uh, this is the actual edition and not the uh, Danny's an idiot version uh, where he uh, fails to get things technically right. Uh, it's early season for the Portland Trailblazers. It's also early season for me as I uh, hopefully navigate the seas of technical issues uh, for the next couple, well, let's say two weeks. The goal is to be in the studio by in the next two weeks. So. Hooray. That's good news. Hey, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's simple things. Big news. Uh, we aren't typically going to, I don't think, have like breaking news when we come on and do the show. Sprague, Damian Lillard's a top 75 player of all time. Yeah, I don't know if that's breaking news. <laughs> did, did, did you think he was going to be on it? Like unequivocally, yeah, he's yeah. there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who, yeah. 
What, what made you say that? I've watched him play basketball for 10 years. Okay, let me let me go to roll this back. Okay. Is he better than Dwight Howard at his peak? Um This may be two different conversations, but at his at his position, yeah. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, I think Dwight Howard would make a terrible point guard. <laughs> hey, look. I I think uh the big thing's tough cuz I'm not saying like Dwight's a unequivocally a Hall of Famer. Um but Think of how many great, like this league kind of was started and created off the backs of bigs, man. Like bigs yeah. have been dominating this league forever. And I'm not, again, I, you know, maybe and he, he dominated would make my in a three point era too, though. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. I would say he kind of like crept out of the prime right as the three point era got going. He was there at the start of the infancy of it. I'm just saying, this is uh... like, what was his last truly like, holy crap, Dwight year for you? Uh, you know what? Let's pull it up. Because I think he's been, I'll say this about him. I know he's a bit of a goon. He, dude, he's a he, goon and he's not well liked. That well, that, that's, plays I don't, a factor I don't, in this. But see, either of those things really bother me. Like I, The goon stuff can be a little childish, but I think he's been a good role player. Uh, no, he has. He he figured It took him a while to figure it out, but he has. Right. So his last three all-star campaigns, so 11, 12, 12, 13, 13, 14. 21 15 oh insane two assists one and a half steals two how many blocks, blocks? two blocks two yeah. blocks the next year 17 13 one and a half 1.1 2.4 and then Dude, 18 he, 12 yeah. 2 1 and 2 and keep in mind three his, straight defensive player of the year awards eight time all nba eight times three time defensive player of the year three in a row i mean and his first seven years break yeah. He missed he missed five games playing the position in the NBA that requires the most physically demanding ability, particularly then in the NBA. It is Danny, it's it's one of the worst opinions I've ever had. Was I go back to that draft and I dude, I was such a Yukon guy like in 1998, I'll just tell a quick story. Oh, in 1998, God. who who was it that came out in that draft? It was a Mecca Okafor. Was it a Mecca? I was trying to think. It was who, a Mecca, who or was it the was other, Dwight? Uh, Josh Boone. That was. I always have Josh Boone stuck in my head. But in 1998, I won one of my really first big sports bets, mm. and it was totally illegal. I bet my one of my teachers. I bet <laughs> one of them thirty bucks on nice. Duke UConn, and I hated Duke. I didn't even care. I just, I hated Duke so much at that age that I just wanted anything and everything to root against him even more. So I bet 30 bucks and I ended up winning the bet because UConn won the title with Khalid Alamine and Rip Hamilton. And so I was always a UConn guy. And I remember that draft. I remember them talking about Dwight Howard, high school kid out of Atlanta. And I'm like, I'm Echo Okafor, defensive player of the year in college basketball, won a championship. Like, I, I, that's one of the worst opinions I've ever had. I was like, the magic made a mistake. They should have taken Okafor. And oh my God. Mecca ended up being rede- like redeeming himself and being a, a, um, he was okay. He was a solid a contributor. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. No. He wasn't a top two pick, but no. he was okay. He had a good career. It was a lengthy career. Uh, the, the list of guys left off, and I've already seen that. I think ESPN did it. They had Dwight, Kyrie, T Mac, and Vince. Ky- Kyrie's not there. Kyrie's not there. Kyrie's, no, come on. I would take Anthony Davis over Kyrie. Like, if you're talking about number two options, because as good as Kyrie is offensively, AD is so much better defensively. 
um, and you don't have to deal with the nonsense of Kyrie. Let's be real. The nonsense of Kyrie plays a part in this, which, let's be honest, that also tracks with why Andre Iguodala had Kyrie as a top 20 player all time, because Andre has a lot of nonsense, too. So... Hey, you know, he, I'll say this about him. He, he's well-respected with the players. Like, I, well, I don't know about the, the back stuff, but playing like <laughs> on the court, he gets that respect. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's a Hooper's Hooper. And I hate saying that, but it's a Hooper's Hooper. Oh yeah. No, it's, 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 it's the Hooper's versus basketball players thing. And it, they, 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 I don't, don't put me in a box kind of deal um, that happens so often. Yeah. And uh, that, that whole argument just, it, it's in, it, what because you didn't play high level basketball in the top one percent of the world you're not your opinion and your point of view of basketball is invalid is that your problem ding 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 <sighs> yeah so how's michael jordan done as an executive yeah exactly so how's john uh, elway with finding a quarterback <laughs> like, yeah i mean look I'll, I'll say this i think there's a difference though like if i sat down with lebron james and we talked basketball for 30 minutes, you would probably watch the video and he would probably be talking for 25 of them because I would just be in awe of just like the, the knowledge. Yeah. yeah. like Basketball depth- savant. Yes, a basketball savant. If we ran an NBA team, I don't know if LeBron would be better than me at making a roster. That's a different, those are different. Well, we're looking at his roster. You know? He's basically built in Los Angeles. And uh, right well, now. I'll say this. <laughs> I-, I got an opinion for you real quick. Go- oh, is-, is that what we're here for? Okay, go on. I do think LeBron gets chastised a little too much for roster stuff and has mainly for yeah. almost a decade because I find it odd. Like we bash the roster he wants. Like in Cleveland, we did this, right? Like mm-hmm. I heard podcasts with national hosts saying, you know, win a championship with J.R. Smith. Yeah. And I find it funny that that's the opinion. But then when he wins a title, the general manager of the Cavs, quote unquote, who was ridiculed, nobody talks about that credit. Like, how many championships does Daryl Morey won? Yeah, it's because he's been able to make the big deals. And right. we'll, we'll, I, we'll talk about that a little bit here in a second. I think that's a good topic, too. But my point <laughs> is not to say that LeBron James is a better general manager. I get, like, there's nuance to the GM job that LeBron doesn't deal yeah. with. But I just find it interesting that we ridicule the rosters that he makes. And it's like, he only went to 10 straight finals and won four trophies and like is maybe maybe the best player of all time i think he kind of knows what he wants around sure i I, the only pushback i'd say is uh getting a um somewhat watched russell westbrook Uh, oh i I, yeah i mean i'm not saying every move was a home run move the Cavs roster that went to the finals i mean he basically revamped they revamped the whole roster at the before him and around him yeah yeah right d wade isaiah thomas like these dudes weren't with that team after like, you know, a couple months. Yeah. It was Eric like, Rose. they were like, nah, this isn't going to work guys. We need to. Right. Right. Going to have to ask you to leave. Um, as far as, as far as overall guys, it's it, the, the lists, I should say the, as far as who made the hall of fame and, and designing who goes where, I, I do have a legit issue with Dwight Howard, not making it. I think it's kind of inexcusable because I, I, I think he's closer to the top 50 than he is in the top 75. That wow, made, really? That, oh, he was a, I mean. Spray. I mean, he was good, but look, your numbers, you read me, as impressive as they are. I mean, there's a lot of centers with those kind of numbers. Those centers weren't, you know, MVP candidates for five straight years. Dwight could have won an MVP for, 
five straight years, and, and there wouldn't have been an argument. That's the really? thing. Really? Yeah. I'm not saying he could. He should have won five. I'm saying he would have. He could have won an MVP award in any of those five years, and you could have been like, "Yeah, no, I get it." <laughs> he led the league in effective field goal percentage, field goal percentage, rebounding, blocks. He was like sixth in scoring. You're, he's playing every game, and he's playing you know 37 minutes a night. While in Orlando, also, largely in his prime, like Orlando was largely a contender. I don't know how serious people took him as a championship winning team, but they were. But they you were legit. The season. Yeah. yeah, you went yeah. into the season going, listen, if if the Orlando Magic are in the finals, are you be surprised? No. Right. You wouldn't be stunned. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a vast difference from where we are right now with the Trailblazers of, what happens, Bray? What, 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 would we get a Braves dinger? Who run Omer Freddie Freeman, baby? First standing. <laughs> let's go! <laughs> the only time I care about baseball. Hey, listen, playoff baseball is, is allowed. That's um, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For everybody who's just now getting in, sorry I had to restart the show, mostly because I'm an idiot. Uh, welcome into the Jack Ramsey's Live Show. This is the extended live version that we do at least once a week. Uh, pre- and post-game shows, we try to keep to about a half hour because, well, uh, the in the evening, Sprague has to go to bed by real quick because he's got to be up at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning um, to, uh, you know, do the whole radio thing. And yeah. uh, to be honest, uh, the, as, as somebody who did the post-game show for four years, waiting 45 minutes to do a post-game show is not fun. So we like to get in, get oh, in. That... Which, oh. Look, I, I'm, I, look, we're two people who support one another professionally. You don't listen to every radio show, and I didn't watch every post game. That's okay, because my time slot's super <laughs> early. I get it. And then listen, also, man. like forty-five minutes after the oh. game, it's like I was always like, "Could you just do the fifteen-minute post game show and then move on?" Yeah, like, can we, can we trust we don't me. Need a, we wanted that. To, we didn't need that extra. If stuff. there was one thing that about moving out here to Newburgh, um, towards the end of last season. Uh, coming on 45 minutes after an overtime game. Bro, doing, those drives must have sucked. Doing an hour-long show oh. and then driving from Almost Northwest two Portland. hours round trip for a 45-minute-hour show. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And let's not forget, I, 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 to watch the game, I had to leave early to right. get there to watch the game because I couldn't just go there because we have to watch the game together to build the show. And, yeah, it's, Can I ask it's you like a, a seven-hour deal. <laughs> In retrospect, mm-hmm. COVID has created this new world of working, right? Yeah. You guys had a studio, and I think studios are great. But if I would have given you guys the choice to do a show like this instead of go in 
every post game, would you guys have taken that, or do you think the Probably, show but the benefits vibe, more in person? It, 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 I can tell you unequivocally, it, it benefits more in person because when we first came back off COVID, uh, Joe and I were in different rooms live. Now we watched the game in the bullpen. You know how that that's that office was set up. We were just on separate sides of the room, COVID protocols, masked up, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, everybody was very worried and we didn't have the vaccine yet. Right. Um, so we watched it on separate sides of the room. But we're kind of, I mean, like you and, and Dirt do, you you toss things back and forth. This is what we're going to do. This is going to go here. We were supposed to do separate studios, too. And uh, we did it for a day. And we're like, nah, I'm not doing oh, it's, 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 a, it's a really, really, this is a lot of inside baseball stuff. But Oh, shoot. My battery's going to die. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell but, a story though. I'm, no, I'll, I'll I think listeners st- are interested. Yeah, no, it's uh, we were in. I, I should say we. I was in the outdoor GPS studio, and Joe was in the radio studio at the time, I believe. And all I'm doing is kind of like what I'm doing right now. I was in a room by myself, and there's just a tiny camera. And they took the uh, Mondo pad behind me. And they took a picture of the radio studio and they made it look like where Joe and I used to sit in the radio studio when we first started the show. So I'm staring into this little bulb of a camera trying to get a read. And normally I'm sitting right next to Joe and I can read body language instead of the producer always like, hey, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. I can just feel Joe's telling me, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, or just signaling something instead it was a lot of i'm getting zero feedback like i just i I could get it from my producer but you know how difficult that is when somebody is talking in your ear and you're trying to formulate some kind of thought and and it was just very it was a jumbled mess and so once we finally got everything figured out we went back downstairs in the main studio and 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 got it uh figured out and johnny foe here says the battery thing is becoming a habit sprig I know. I keep forgetting it every time I step in my Harry Potter closet, bro. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know, by the way, I should have hit my air fryer on, get those chicken wings started. Get it now all going. This is the, well, I mean, that's kind of how it goes. Again, thank you everybody for coming in. Uh, this is Jack Ramsey's uh, live show. This is obviously different than the pre and post game show. It's a lot more. It's an interesting uh, show. I'll tell you that much right now. It's kind of hot takes. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a lot more free flowing. This is this is honestly one where. Uh, I want to get a lot more engagement. I, I, I'm not telling you guys to not leave comments in the pre and post game show, but we had 200 people in there last night and that chat was going nuts. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all that and keep the show moving at the same time. But this is where I want to kind of go back and forth, talk with you guys, get, understand where you're at, answer questions, grow the community, go back and forth. So that's really what this is. And Ben West says uh, Dwight is really just unlikable as a dude. I, I'd argue that's a, that's a real issue and probably I mean, the I'll- reason why he – wasn't on the list can i give you the dumbest reason why i kind of i don't have him as high on my list as yours absolutely this is one of them who do you think you are taking the nickname superman how disrespectful to the most dominant force i have ever witnessed with my eyeballs a dude so large referees didn't know whether to blow the whistle yeah call a medic and and do it it in orlando too and you did it in Orlando. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Top 75, my ass. You're out. Get <laughs> out of here. Go get a real nickname. But what are we doing with this Norman Powell, Mr. Big Shot stuff, by the way? Big Shot Powell? Yeah, they did that whole promo. No, the they, they called him Mr. Big Shot. 
That's what the report said last night in the arena. They called Norman Powell Mr. Oh, Big Shot. I thought it was and there was like Shot a thing Powell. between him and Chauncey had to like bless it and be okay with it. What are we doing? We're 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 just taking old nicknames. We're not running now? out of nicknames yet. Come up with cool nicknames. Is this the movie business? We're rewriting cult classics here. I, like, I was literally just going to go. I'm going to a theater near you. Big. Like what? Would, I don't need to see big. Tom Hanks is big. I I was literally just going to go with the nickname there. I was like, are we going to like is somebody else because we have a reboot of the Matrix? Are we going to have like somebody else is going to come out there and be like, is Evan Mobley the Matrix reboot? Is that is that what his nickname is going to be? We're just going to call him Reboot. Who's okay? So if Shaq, this clearly is not something you have thought of and does not bother you the way it clearly bothers. No, no, me, it, right? it bothers me. But like that's like on the list of things that bother me about Dwight Howard. This is not that high. Well, I mean, he was so good at basketball. It's hard to really have a list that long as a yeah. player. So you kind of grab things outside of the player. What's the most egregious nickname somebody could copycat? Now, obviously, you could say, or Jordan. No, no, no. Like, realistically, what is the name that you hear and it maybe fires you up? Uh, Griffey's the Kid is, Ooh, a, is that's a, a good one. Is a good one. That's a good one. <sighs> Unless he was a Griffey, then they would be dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like if, if it's Ken Griffey Jr.'s kid, then like yeah, the be kid Jr. would be kind of sick. Um, yeah. Oh, man. It's mostly probably baseball nicknames. Um, yeah. Rain Man, because it's so original. Ooh, Rain Man's camp. a good one. That's a good one. Same with the glove. I think like those are iconic. Uh, oh. Human highlight reel. I would, like, I like, would they, they have to be like so elite level nicknames. And here's the thing. I'll give you the best nickname I have heard from a young player over the last 10 years, and they just saw him last night. Davion Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Off night. Off night is I mean, that's amazing. a <laughs> dope nickname. That is, listen, man, that you is. You got to say it almost one word, though, to make it sound like a name, like off night. Off night. You yeah, know, you not go, off hey, night. Hey, man. Off night. You're looking at the schedule, like, man, you got off night coming up. Mm, that's. What did you think of him last night? I thought he was good. Uh, I think he's good. Yeah. I, uh, I there was a lot of pressure. I think he put on himself for that game because of Dame. Yeah. And he even talked about how when he was going through the tournament, he watched a lot of Dame tape. Tell mm -hmm. you what, man. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, there's, 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 there's a certain physical trait of NBA players that I, I use as a kind of a, not a measuring stick. Cause that's kind of weird. But basically, if you've got a big ass, you're usually a pretty successful dude physically. Oh. It's like football players. When you got a real nice ass, you're probably a good player. Yeah. Like just, Larry Fitzgerald has a great donk. A number one ass. Yeah, just a giant beautiful. donk. Davion Mitchell was bringing the ball up the floor, and I just saw this big ass bouncing. And I, was like, I was like, it's baby Kyle Lowry. Good yeah. Lord. And again, pointing to exactly, if you've got a donk, you're usually a good defender too. And I just, it was one of those stupid things. I was watching him bring the ball up the floor. I'm like, he got thick legs and he's thick through the middle. He's he's you're, gonna be that dude. Yeah, you're you're a good defender naturally, or you're more prone to be a good defender because you have such a large, muscular slash yeah. just big you're, downside. You're like strong. You're, you're like your you're legs not getting moved strong. off your spot. Bro, you're gonna move guys around. I have I have pretty skinny legs, but like I'm you know, I'm hitting the gym. I'm trying to get my legs a little bigger, and I know I'm just like. Just got all the every one of your IG searches is just squats. Oh, bro, I, I, yeah, I always search squats. What do you mean? I yeah, absolutely. You you look at workouts because you wanna you wanna do really good workouts, and if a dude's jacked, then I'm gonna listen to the dude that's jacked. I just love it. I can just imagine you just 
scrolling through just nothing but caked out IG. Just like, yep. Oh, bro, season. I'm looking. I'm looking for the fake tan, like Mr. World Competition <laughs> G-string in his ass. Like, I want to see the glue. <laughs> the striations yeah yeah i want to be like oh yeah that's the part of the butt that i want to be muscular <laughs> uh connor strong says zion yes zion big ass big ass Duh, boy those are cakes man but he's so we i had him at Hoops he would Summit. be in the tip drill video if that was a oh. dude strip club 100 <laughs> percent, man 100 percent. so i had him at hoop Summit. it was his three god four years ago now he didn't play he was casted up but in Nike camp, you know how it is. Nike right. guys still show up. But I remember I, I had never seen him in person. And I'm like, this is an 18-year-old kid. Bleep out of here. Like, you, right. They, I think they had him listed at like 215. And at the time, I was like, mm, about 255. Yeah. And I'm like, 215? Yeah. You mean 315? Mm, he ain't 215. I know what 215 looks like. But his legs were, you know, just tree trunks. And I'm like. This kid is a monster. Can we talk about two things with him? Yeah. Well, three things. The first thing I want to say, because he's getting bashed. There's a picture that's going around with him playing video games. And the, it's the not Mountain a good Dew look. commercial, yeah. He, he looks like he's put Zion McFarland. Yeah. He looks like Booger Williamson. Like, that is legitimately becoming real. That, that man cannot bick his head. If he bicks his head, he's in trouble. He's over. Um, He was really effing good when he played. And I think people tend to forget that because we're in an age where we're crushing and insulting mm. people all the time. He was really efficient. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing, when do we see him? Because I'm not sure we see him till March. I knew that injury was so much worse than they... You don't have that injury and you come back by the regular season if you announce it three weeks prior. There was no chance that that well, was Well, it happen. happened months before. Like, they had the surgery, like, Oh right yeah, it happened the early in the summer. Yeah. yeah. It clearly happened and nobody said anything, which is really weird. And three, he's going to be the first guy to not sign the extension cuz I think he's going to New York. I think it's a done deal. I I can see that world happening. I just don't know. Did you see it, his face uh, when he oh, talked yeah, no. about MSG? It's like I would have been so insulted as a Pelicans fan by Well, that. I mean, like, I don't think Pelicans can't fans can be insulted anymore. I don't think they exist. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and now Zion. Like, it's, I think it's kind of like written in stone. It's 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 unfortunate, and it's probably why that team's going to get packed up. That team well, they should get, be in Seattle. That, that that team's, if there's any team that's going to get moved, it's that team. It's, it's just, absolutely that team. I so. I hated when Memphis was listed as that as that Memphis. Team. Oh no, because they no, they no, ride. They, they've been close. Oh, I know, they've but they close. ride. That community rides for that team. It does. It, yeah, I know, but. There, there was some real rumbles with that that uh, that team for a while, and yeah. I was like, "No, man, Memphis no." That's what I'm saying. They should, city. yeah, they should not come yeah. out of it because they ride for that team. Um, but again, I guess we kind of roll this back to the Blazers. Um, Connor Strong says Norm Morocco coming off the bench by December. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see starting lineup changes, particularly to a guy who just got ninety million dollars. Uh, but let's let's kind of reframe where we sit right now. As far as game one's in the books, it is what it is. Dame couldn't hit the broadside of a barn uh, from outside the paint. The Blazers absolutely mauled Sacramento in the paint last night. That's one thing we really didn't talk about in the postgame show. They, they they dominated them in the paint. They absolutely murdered them. But uh, Sacramento, to their credit, 
they attempted one less shot in total. They have they had six more three point attempts, and that's kind of the difference. And honestly, a lot of the Blazers' three point attempts were kind of rushed threes in the final couple minutes. They were yeah. they were lagging behind desperation threes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chauncey definitely did say that they're going to take a few less threes. It's uh, definitely a uh, bold bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see six the pace off is, them. Yeah, I mean, because points in the paint's great, but if you're going to sacrifice six to eight threes. When your best players are elite three-point shooters. Yeah. CJ went 6 of 11 last night from three. So, um, you and I, I think, are in the same boat when it comes to Damian Lillard. Off night, not worried about it, right? No. So, I, I think in that regard, cool. We're, we're, we're right there. Now, CJ, if I had to give you a uh, buy or sell, so to speak, um, would you buy CJ McCollum being the production guy that we saw last night? Do you think he can be, obviously he had that stretch that first 12 games last season where he was what? 27, five and four. Do you, can he be 25, five and five? Do you think he can be that guy for the season? I'll sell and I'll say he comes close, but no, because I do think largely what I saw last night in a lot of offensive possessions this is a team that's going to take turns. I think uh, Norm's going to have nights where he's just hitting. And I think Dame and CJ are going to recognize that. I think Dame is not going to be 0 for 9 and what was it? 8 for 24? 8 for 24 from the field. 8 for yeah. 24 from the field. Like Dame's not going to have those nights. So he'll cook. Like it doesn't mean CJ is not effective. It just, I, I think to get to where he was prior to the injury last year or exceed it, I just can't see that because there's so perimeter oriented they have three dudes who want to go get some you have Nurkic uh Ant when he comes in like I just think a lot of variations of uh lineups and rotations is what's ultimately going to kind of keep statistically below that what did you see last night or did you see anything last night that makes you think that everybody's gonna eat is gonna be okay in the sense of remember Chauncey Billups said Norm's gonna get more Ant's going to get more. Nas is going to get more. Nurk's going to get more. So somebody had to get less. Well, Norm only got nine shots last night. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at this thing, is the shot distribution, not even shot distribution, the ball distribution last night closer or farther away from what you think it ends up being for the majority of the season? Uh, Farther away. I think it was um, Dame kind of, you know, nine threes is a good amount of threes and it sucked to go over. I think Dame kind of got to a point where he realized I don't have tonight. And CJ for most of that second half run was the guy, right? Yeah. So I, I just think, again, this goes to the turns thing. That's why I think the averages will break out and shot attempts will be pretty close. And, you know, Dame will be the guy and then it'll be CJ normal close with each other. Nurkic right there. Like, I just think the averages of different guys trying to cook or cooking is what's going to basically bring those numbers. Like Norm's not going to finish to me with nine field goal attempts per game. I, I would expect that number to be a little higher. I'd expect CJ's to be a little lower and Dame's to be a little higher. Yeah. I, I look at that and I go, ah, I don't know about that one as far as how, how that balance is going to be there. I don't expect CJ to get that many shots and I don't expect Dame I don't expect to see 23s between Dame and CJ every night. That's probably a little high. 
17, 16, I think is probably fair. But I think that goes, to fair. Yeah, I mean, but if Norm hits his first few, does his Norm volume get goes three up. more looks? And are those three more looks two of those three less threes that you're looking for? Because then I think that's that's how you would kind of take these numbers. Because again, it's one game. And it was quite clear in the second, like CJ finally got it going. You could just clear as day, see that. And I think Norm and Dame, like they, they understood it. I didn't get a vibe that Norm was upset with how many shots he did or did not get. I just got the sense of a dude that couldn't hit either. And he was doing all he can. He was busting his ass. It didn't necessarily equate to the most success every time, but he was out there. It wouldn't look like he was trying to quit or anything. I'm wondering if Norm's going to play on Saturday. Why? He was gimpy a couple different times. Oh, yeah. He was hobbled early in that game, but then he, he well, was all the way at the end. He he was, but remember, he came into this with that hip, and yeah. we never really got a ton of clearance on it, and the way he was hobbled, it didn't look like it was ankle. It looked like it was his hip. And I wonder if, if this is going to be one of those things where they're going to just hope he plays through it and figures it out, or they're going to go, eh, we need to shut this down and we need to get this taken mm. care of. So I I don't I don't think it's a, a massive thing, but I think it's definitely something to keep your eye on at this point. Well, it sucks. Yes, you just signed the dude. We we we've talked somewhat about injuries and how your bigs kind of are prone to miss a, a decent amount of games. Like the last thing I want to see is Norm has to sit for two weeks, or you know what I mean. Like not to say that's going to yeah. happen. I just don't want to see these guys one two games in start dropping like that. No, a hundred percent. I want to do something, and I, I've wanted to do this for a while. Um, I kind of want to get both our grades, um, but also a uh, kind of a community grade going. Uh, I've seen okay. something similar to this uh, on, on Rip City Reddit, and I, I've tried to figure out a way to kind of incorporate the same kind of idea, but just kind of um, tweak it tweak it a little bit. Um, give it a because, nice shout-out, though. That's nice. No, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm a big FIFA guy as far as like you know playing on Xbox and you get your your player ratings and grades. Um, Salvatore Costello, Norm said he was 100 percent today. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he did. <laughs> like, I also saw him dragging his leg behind him. So, I I, I think he's one. Of I didn't think about that last night. That wasn't a takeaway for me. I knew he had gotten hobbled, but then he played at the end. So I just I, I just think kind of he's a bit like Wes Matthews, where you have to pull his corpse off the. Mm. off the floor he he he's a gamer um i, I just kind of look at that and go yeah no that 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 track um that greg mox norm said today his hip feels great it's not an issue again I, I think it's more of a gamer than anything else i bet you if he hits the ground like he did one more time we're gonna see this pop up i mean this it's just kind of the nature of the beast uh, why are you throwing this out there I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, listen, man, I've covered this team from Mojo here, man. Where I, I loved it last year when uh, they're like, oh, yeah, no, the mask is just a precaution for Robert Covington. And Nurk gets up out there at the podium and goes, oh, yeah, no, Cubs got a, a fractured eye socket, a collapsed orbital bone. And I mean, oh, it should be noted, not again, not to uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even want to bring this up. I don't know why we're talking about this. You're just you're bringing my mood down by talking about Norm being out already. And Phoenix is a big game Saturday that I'm excited for. And you're out here just peeing in my Cheerios. Well, then that's what I do. That's I mean, let's be honest. That's is, what I why, do. why would you do that? Why Why do you need to do so that? So let's, let's, let's kind of adjust this. And I, and I want to kind of keep this running tally going. But uh, I was going to say the Blazers have been very vague and awful with announcing and disclosing yes. injuries. And that's us. why There's I, no refuting that. And that's why anytime any of the players are like, oh, no, I'm good to go. I'm like, I don't believe you. Because <laughs> I have I have seen players on this team 
saying, yeah, Greg I am Oden good to go. And I have yeah. gotten a text message within an hour saying, I'm going to be on a minute restriction. So, mm. <laughs> I'm just... That's very reporter of you to be texting the players. Yeah, well... That's that's it's, it's reporter Danny. Just, Maybe, pull, reporter Danny, I'm telling you, he's a real pull the thing. hat down just a little bit. Yeah, reporter Danny's not allowed in the locker room. So, um, <laughs> well, that's a Neil problem. Yeah, well, credentialed but not in the locker room. That's how it goes. Um, glorified ticket, I believe, is how you describe. Yes, gl- gl- glorified media ticket. Then I don't even get a meal anymore. Yeah, you do. Come on. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I want you to give me a very specific grade. Uh, zero to 10 with decimals. So you have some wiggle room. Okay. And I just want you to rapid fire. I'm just going to go through the guys who played last night. Okay. Dame. Uh, six. So you're going to go six. Six, um, six point three. Six point three. Okay. Okay. Six point three. I'm going to go significantly lower. I So um, I am going to go 4.8. Wow. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. It was a poor grading shooting night. Are, and, uh, you know very what? different grading systems. You know what? I'm going to bring it up to a straight five. I'm going to go straight five because he did find other ways to get involved, and he did take care of the ball. For a split second. He helped him a lot early, though. Most of the shots he made yes. was all early. When and getting to the paint when, and breaking yes. the defense down. Yeah. Uh, and please, guys, if you're in the chat, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can pull some aggregate scores from both. CJ. Uh, 7.8. Seven point eight. Okay, so I'm I'm actually gonna go uh, eight point two. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the top of you on this one. I thought uh, a thirty five five game while shooting the lights out. Uh, one of CJ's better all around games. Norm. I point seven. Five point seven. I'm gonna go under you here on this one. I like this. We're, we're disagreeing. This one I am gonna give the four point eight because I thought Norm tried to do some stuff, but maybe. Um, was a little out of sorts. We got a six, we got a five, we got a nine, we got a seven. CJ getting a, a nine there. I like it. Cove. Mm. Ooh, Cove. I thought Cove had a rough night. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm trying to decide how low I want to go. You know, I'm going to go a 2.6. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! That's a spicy meatball. I didn't feel like he, I, I just looked out there and I saw yeah. him, but I'm like, I don't feel like he's out there. So I'm going to go a whole point over. I'm going to go 3.6. Uh, I definitely had a, uh, a, Rough night for Cove, and here's the thing. I maybe would go a little bit higher, but I don't know how much of what we saw from him last night was his fault. So we saw both I'm wondering him. if that's the new role. That's what <laughs> I'm worried Gov's about. It's Cove's fault. It's Cove's fault, you know. I well, saw... no, and it, I guess you could do that, but like, yeah. I just with the three guys, now Nurk's supposed to get more touches, Ant minutes, he's going to shoot more this year, clearly. But even like... defensively, I, I, I saw Cove oh, being yeah. blamed quite a bit last night because he was quote unquote on Harrison Barnes, but I saw both him and Larry Nance jr. Looking at, <clears throat> at others uh, Name that, that didn't make rotations. Name them. Damon CJ. Thank you. If, okay. Let's if just I want, be honest. If, we, if, we if I want to give us, if I, if I want to put a side bet down on Larry Nance jr. Choke slamming CJ through a table before the all-star break, I think the odds have got to be like negative 300. No way. <laughs> No chance. I mean, Larry Nance will swallow those words. He will uh, not utter a thing to that man. That is the uh, second 
in charge on this franchise. I don't know. I don't know, man. That is Listen, they, they've got that some Ohio Chauncey's love. Guy. They've that got some Ohio happening. love. Larry Nance ain't doing that to CJ McCollum. <laughs> I'm I just do saying. think I, I won't disagree with the death stares and the kind of like the, the point, the what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Getting to the point of uh, that? No, I don't think that's going to be allowed in that locker room. Yeah, so I just, Larry had a couple last night for me that I was just like, Whew, man, he is not going to last. There, there was one late when you. I thought the game was done when it was uh, wrapped up, but it mm. wasn't. But there was one, and he looked around and just went. Yeah, and he pointed to the empty spot of, yeah. where were you? Why weren't you here? <laughs> Which is funny because for all of this, the stink of Terry Stotts is still on the players, and they can't adjust because of bad habits. Larry Nance Jr. came from the Los Angeles Lakers when they were dog crap. Absolutely awful. And has played for a god-awful Cavs team without LeBron James. But Larry Nance Jr. understands where he needs to be and when he needs to be there. And he's been here for a month. Danny, this goes back to the age-old thing about this topic. You gotta (laughs) care about defense to be good at defense. (laughs) So, I'm just... Just saying. All right, so Nurk. Nurk, what are we what are we going with Nurk here? We're finished at the starting lineup. Uh six point one. Oh, I thought we were I thought we were finally gonna agree. I going I was gonna go I, I I was. I'm going to go six point seven. Oh, we were close though. Yeah, we were, we're close. Kind of in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh first three quarters I thought he was pretty bad. Fourth quarter Dog I thought he was crap. tremendous. I mean just yeah. awful. Yeah. I, I, I fourth quarter was tremendous. And there's a caveat that's gonna be here. He was tremendous, but also shout out the NBA refs who let him beat the ever living hell out of the Kings. Bro, how about the over the back rebound that he got away with? I was like, I saw an angle folded deer and fox like a lawn chair, and I was like, Portland benefited a little bit last night. I forgot to what the final uh, foul totals were, but oh, Portland probably had more fouls. Oh, they they had a truckload in the first half. I think they finished the fourth first half with thirteen. I was like, they are on pace for a lot of fouls. They cut it though, but there were a couple images like Nurk had an over the back that nobody called, and then CJ's save on the ball with oh, he's stepping out of bounds. His hand is on the ground as he's holding the ball. Like there were some benefits for Portland. (laughs) I saw somebody said it. Uh, name a more iconic duo, CJ and, and out of bounds with the ball. And I was like, Ooh. dude, he had a, he, he had that back step. I, <laughs> I, I almost, I tried not to tweet too much, but like, I almost tweeted, did we not learn from Denver here? Yeah. Christian, he, he did the back step and I went, Oh no, God. Um, but yeah, I, I think the refs allowed the Blazers to get back in that game. Cause I thought they allowed them to be very very physical. Uh, I think there were some fun. Blazer money line bets. Uh, uh, listen, that over hit comfortably, <laughs> baby. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, I no think doubt. it's safe to say um, that that's going to be something that's that's going to be quite easy. Hey, Serrano, look at this! Shout out, uh, technical director, former technical director Michael Serrano. Just got here late. Couldn't believe the Blazers actually scored 121 because the offense never flowed for more than two possessions in a row. Uh, I agree with that. Garbage but I, points, desperation points. That's part of it. I'm going to give that 30%. The other 70%, uh, the the uh, garbage Kings defense. Can I go back to the grading system of Nurkic? Yeah. So I'm not I, – I get your grade. The stat line looks really good. I I couldn't go higher than 6-1. I contemplated going lower even because mm. you're not you're not going to improve with that Nurkic. 
No, but he's not, gonna feel good about good. it because that that box score line looks pretty, well, baby. Whatever, but like the first, you have to be impactful in one of the first three quarters. You can't just go out of it, bad foul, sloppy turnovers, yep. missed layups. Fourth quarter, I'm here. Like it's nice to have you here, but if we get you a little earlier. Maybe not in a desperation situation against teams like the Sacramento Kings, huh? Yeah, and I think over like my overarching theme for the night is um it was like, well, if Dame hits more threes, they're they not only are they in this game, they win this game. And I'm like that's a well, butterfly effect though. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, you, you can't that's not how this works. No. If Deer and Fox is hitting shots, if Tyrese Halliburton's hitting shots Tyrese wasn't that great last no, night. he wasn't he was he not had very a couple good. plays and then he had the the untimely air. Yeah. And you had Fox dribble it off his foot, and you had the the Kings decide they wanted to Kings it up and not run their offense for the final six minutes. Um, it was just, it was it was a tough look. But I I want to give Nurk credit where credit is due, and I I have to pull it back ever so slightly just because. How much credit should you be given? Or I guess you say. This is the question I'm kind of asking myself. How much credit should you give yourself or, or give the team for finally caring when you're down 18 as opposed to over the other three quarters when, you know, it wouldn't it wasn't that bad? Um, I think, well, that's a kind of a complex question. I think it depends on the game. But opening night is not a night I would expect you to go, well, let's pack it in for game one. We'll, we'll just admit the loss. So I, I think there's kind of like an obligation with game one that you have to kind of try until you know for certain that it's over. It also really helped the comeback. Not to take all credit away from the Blazers here. No, but you have to give some, but you also have to like keep Sacramento that just completely ear. folded up shop offensively. They went away from the final six they minutes. They didn't doing. do anything. Nothing. Yeah. So I think it was kind of a cause and effect. It was really high ball pressure, like pushing tempo desperate situation basketball versus oh we're up 18 with six in portland we got our first win of the night let's let's just let's just kill time and it you can't it's hard to win games like that yeah and i think uh this next group uh the bench group of uh ant Nas, uh, larry Nash jr and zeller uh, i think are probably the the story of the night as far as the the good part of it i, I don't think you can really say anything bad except for maybe larry Nash jr's box score was kind of not great uh, but I thought I saw some things and some energy that, that mattered, at least. Um, mm. Let's start with Ant. What would you give an Ant? What was his final point total again? Uh, 11 points, 4 Four assists, points. 2 yeah. rebounds. I'm going uh, to give Ant a solid a solid 9. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. Well, Danny, I mean, if the dude gets a couple more minutes, which I, I think he Chauncey, will. Chauncey said he, he's going to get him more minutes. Right. It feels a little maybe misguided to to use it, but it's the best comp I can come up with right now. I was randomly thinking about Anthony Simons in my shower today, and I I thought to myself, I really liked what I saw from him. Is there a shot? This is our Jordan Poole, but he just didn't get the pub going into the regular season mm-hmm. the way Jordan Poole did. Now, Jordan Poole is probably going to get close to 20 points a game. I'm not expecting Ant to get that high, but if he can just add – two more buckets a bucket he's at 13 to 15 remember what i said 14 That's, and 4 is not that far out of the realm of that would have been ideal and amazing if i gave that to you preseason said hey this is what anthony's going to do this year so the reason it's not higher than a nine 
is because he just didn't do that. Other than that, he he did everything I wanted. He created. He looked confident. Um, he, he didn't, you know, he, he seemed to kind of fit in with anybody he was playing with. Yeah, he did play with factor. multiple units. He played with, with, he played uh, with Dame, and CJ. Dame and CJ. Played with he, Dame and Norm, yeah. CJ and Norm. I, I, I did want to say I liked seeing that from Chauncey. Chauncey mixed up rotations big time, and I, that was another thing I was going to get to. Maybe a little too point. quick, but we'll get to right. that here in a little bit. But I think that's a that's a learning thing for a new coach. So that that was an encouraging thing to take away because obviously you think about the game a little bit more, and it wasn't like entirely awful. It sucks you lost. You saw a lot of the same patterns, but there were little things you could nitpick and take out that I liked, and that was one of them. That Chauncey was willing to try new things, whereas Terry Terry would absolutely get stuck in rotation patterns and religiously. Yeah, so that that was different. That was something that was nice to see. Um. I'm going to give Ant a 6.9 because he was nice. Nothing? Six, a 6.9? 69. Nice. It, no, I, I get it. It's mm. not Just, a good joke. Nothing, huh? All right. Well, I tried. Hey, which one of you was the stand-up comedian on Outsiders? Was it you? Oh, it was me. It was, was me. It? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, was All right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely not Shane Brennan. That's right. That's why they brought you on the show uh-huh. is your amazing 69 jokes. Yes. Shane made him on TV. I thought it worked here. No, nothing. Okay, good. Um, but I am, I am legitimately going to give. <laughs> I'm legitimately going to give him a six point nine. I'm not because... going to enjoy anything more than shitting on your past. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that was that was also part of the role that I played on the show, uh, and it drove Shane absolutely insane. He's like, "Oh my god, please, please stop talking." Um, but I'm giving him a six point nine because I think there's a ton of room for growth still. As yeah. good as he was. There's going to be a 30-point night from Ant this season. There, there's going to be a, a game where he just goes bonkers. And that's that's going to be his his 9. That's going to be his 10 for me. I saw somebody give him an 8 and say, uh, I think Nibble. Nibble said that 8 is is the Ant symbol. So that's pretty good. I like that. Well, uh, well I mean, like, I just, um, I guess I, are you really going, what, what number did you finish with for real? 6.9. You're really giving him a 6.9? How do you get to a 10 for Anthony Simons? How do you get to a 9? That's that's so much lower than I would have thought you gave him. Um, what more did he need to do? I mean, think about it. CJ gave you 34, 5, and yeah. 5, 6, and 5, and I gave him an 8.2. Yeah, but CJ deserved a sub-9. Like, the point total to me is a mis- that's a misleading thing from what I saw from CJ McCollum last yeah. night. I mean, for for me, it's like I, I have really good. How no, I thought he was very good. Boy? I, I'm not. I, I I just think that there there's the ceiling there's a for high, him. Like that much higher? Yeah, I I I genuinely think you can. He has a couple more years. I I don't know what. I, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll be right. I just don't know how much more statistically he can do. And, <laughs> and he showed us different things. It wasn't just a guy doing spot up shooting. It was a guy. You know, he only took two threes. He, he right. He did hit a. Bleepity bleeping skyhook, which to me was it was his first bucket. I that was that was something, man. I he, that's why I got six point nine. How did that? How does he not get at least a seven? Okay, he hit every what? expectation. I'll I'll, I'll I'll round it up. I'll go I'll go seven point There you go. I mean, you're still lowballing him, but that's fine. Listen, I I, I have high expectations for him. That's next that's time you play Call of Duty, I'm gonna buy a video game <laughs> system, jump on, and tell him that you did. This. I'll tell him. I'll I'll, I'll link him the minutes of this show. I hope he unfriends you on on Friendster. <laughs> um, Nas, what do you got for Nas? Shit, you're probably gonna give him a two point three. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, um, I grade hard, man. I was just saying. No, I 
I he's another guy like I know stats didn't necessarily pop off the box score, but his energy I thought kind of gave them some life. He he mattered in that regard. And that's the stuff that sucks because it's like, I don't know, you feel kind of corny or cliche using it, but like we know it's real momentum and energy. And I thought Nas was good for that. And they needed it when he came in because, boy, oh, boy, they were really close to that scene completely. Well, they they, they could have been done, done. Like, they yeah. could have been down a 25-piece. And... That ship was almost at the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic. Uh, I'm going to go for Nas. Stats matter a little bit. Pair the energy. I'm going to give Nas a solid 6.4. 6.4, which is hilarious because I'm going to go with the exact same score. We finally landed on one. Mm. Um, for me, that makes me concerned that I lowballed the living <laughs> hell out of him. No, I think he did. So to me, like it was only 0.6 better than Nas. So, so here's the thing. I think you have to value them in what their roles are and then what expectations are going to be. And for me, like a 6.0 is meeting expectations. Jesus, this is the BCS voting system. I mean, holy crap. Man. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be. That specific, but no, here. This that's is a that's kind of thing. that's that's kind of how I, I I'm like it, it is a feel thing, but I, like in my head, that's like where the feel is coming from. So I, I ended it up needs with, to come from right here. Right, from when right you here. watch basketball, it's from, your, from it needs to come from your jacked Ramsey. You're, you're thinking with your jacked Ramseys, man. You're not logic. Who has time for logic in sports? This is what I go, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I for me, and we're getting some. Somebody had a four for Nas, a six point one. So we're a four. Listen, man, what is the grading system here? Hey, hey, this, I'm this, so biased. <laughs> I think all my picks are perfect. I'm like, all you guys are idiots. <laughs> no, this is this is like I, I think this is what like, kind of drives discussion of like how you're evaluating things and what matters. And I think that's hmm. a that's a big part of this. And Nas's box score stuff, I don't think is going to matter nearly as much as like what we saw last night. Oh, well, I, I'll disagree with you there. I think it's going to improve if he plays with that energy. It'll just happen every naturally. single game. It, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that, I mean, it's a slight pushback, but it's, you know, we're basically agreeing to that, right? It's plays with that energy. He's going to get a bucket more probably a game. How did you like what they kind of cast him to do last night? To be the energy guy, to take primary it. defensive assignments? I, I, I have one of the dumber tweets. I got a million dumb tweets out there on all on of the mine are dumb. Twitter so machine. Okay. No, but like I got some really egregious ones. Like I got really hyped into the hero moment at Bubble Ball, and I'm like, "Hey, this could be Devin Booker 2.0, baby!" Like, oh, baby! I hey, you get spicy a little bit, you know okay. that that bubble weather was really wearing on my head. Um, I said a couple years ago, he got some minutes with Stotts. It was one of the few times, mm -hmm. and he was kind of doing the same thing. And I tweeted something in effect of, "They may have found their Draymond Green." Mm -hmm. a, a guy, a do-it-all guy that's willing to get in the dirt, maybe not get rewarded with statistics, but he might end up also being a dog, right? Like if he gets into a confrontation, I wouldn't be surprised. He kind of strikes me as like playing with a chip guy. So I, it's maybe a dumb tweet because Draymond is so, so freaking good for what he does. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it's that. I think his role, I viewed his, that, his role when Stotts was here. I kind of view it the same with everybody else that's around him. He's not going to be a primary scorer. He's not your primary ball handler, but he's a guy that has really good athleticism and length, and he gives a damn, which means he's going to be better on defense than probably half your roster. Yeah, that, that part So I think that's his roster, his his role, I should say, last night was basically what I've been hoping and thinking he was going to be. 
So I think that obviously we talked about in the post game show the play that stood out was the dribble drive from the left corner. It's not there. Instead of feeling rushed like we saw him in in his one preseason game where it was just rah, you know a, a dog after a bone, he pulls it back out, resets it, kicks it. Shot goes up, chases down, grabs the offensive rebound, kicks it back out, relocates to the opposite corner, catches it, yep. knocks down the three. Yep. That's like if you could draw up. God, that you, was a great play, and they went to timeout. He was just so jacked. That you could that see, court. like, the reward of that kind of coming together for Yeah. No, yeah, he knew. Like, he was like, I, I did this, and I made the right choice, and the right choice again, and I, and I, I was rewarded. The bucket. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that kind of process is a good thing for him. I agree, yeah. What I thought was um, kind of fun was the Eurostep semi-transition finish. I the, did like that, the too. The little sneaky, yeah. uh, quick up. I had to do a re. I had to rewind to be like, wait, that was Nas. Yeah, because and it was, okay, Nas. I wouldn't have expected it was something where when he got the ball, I was like, nah, turn that around, Nas. You could tell he was kind of, like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the puppy off the leash, and I was like, ah, maybe reel that one back. But he got himself just under control yep. enough to finish, and I was like, okay, okay. And you could when he when he finished, he kind of looked up like, "Was that good? Was that good? Was that?" I think that's I think a puppy is like the way that he is right now in the NBA, where he's looking looking for that that reinforcement or that that little tug on the leash of like, I, 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 "Not yet." Yeah. And I think that's where he is. And if they can get him down that path for a couple months, lock him into X, Y, and Z, I think you'll see him grow. Like when you. When again, I hate using this because he's not a dog, but it, it's a very simple thing to call out. Like when you see a, a puppy make that connection, like permanently, it never breaks, and you're just like, "Oh, there it is!" And it's right. like, all of a sudden, it's like it's a part of his game. And I think we've seen some of that already with his ability to knock down threes. He's completely broken down his jump shot and built it back up. You don't see guys in the NBA do that. It's just not a thing that happens. So I think he's a bit savant-like in the sense of once it's there, you're like, oh, okay, you can lock it, kind of like lock it in. So how much of that they can get locked in, how much they can get under control, he could be their Draymond. It could be a different type of Draymond, but I right. think we've yeah. all, all of us in the media have talked about this with, over Nas like the, over the last 18 months. If he hits, he could be that dude. It's still a reason a, it, yeah. It's still a small window, but – they don't have anybody with his size, his length, his strength, his versatility. I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Know, I'll just, I'll just add because no. I, I got no. nothing more really to add except this. This goes back to, I, I, I firmly believe this going in all summer. I was expecting a disappointing off season. I was delivered a very disappointing off season. But to be fair to the team, the one thing I did say was if Ann and Nas take a step, you are going to feel like you signed two guys that you didn't think about before. And I thought last night they showed they have the ability if they're given the right amount of minutes and they continue to just keep, keep the nose to the grindstone and working hard. I, I think it's going to have that effect. I really do. Uh, Greg Mox says Nas could become a player like Crash was. Crash, obviously Gerald Wallace. And that's who I, I, I like. I'd be cool with that too. Yeah, Nas that's a great comp. High energy yeah physical rangy it, they're about the same size aren't they gerald's a little bit taller but yeah as far uh, oh, gerald was higher than six eight no Nas is Nas is like six 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 seven he's oh, listed he? he's oh. listed at six five hilariously maybe uh, i did no, they no. have him at six eight before the whole height honestly no thing? no they 
they, they I think they've had him at six five or six six. Okay, my bad. If anybody wants to laugh, I'm five eleven. Go on my IG at D Meringue and scroll back a ways. You'll see a picture of me. He's and not Nas. six five. I've stood next to him. Nas is like six seven. Yeah, no, he's, he is a six seven. Yeah, yeah no, I would say six seven. Yeah, he's a big dude, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm I'm five eleven. You know, like. I'm 5'10", no BS, flat-footed. Like, you put me in any kind of shoe, and I'm 5'11". Like, it's it's not a joke. Look at me next to Nasir Little, and then tell me Nasir Little 6'5". Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... uh, But... Also, Gerald is, I, I think, a little bit thicker front to back, but Nas is still a kid, so he could he could absolutely fill out in that role. But if... It's just kind of just kind of how it goes. Um, we're we're getting um, requests, Brandon, for um, they they need to know a little bit more about these mid shower daydreams that you had about Anthony Simons. Oh well, I mean, I have, I have mid shower daydreams about everybody. I mean, I you guys don't sit in the shower and you just get bored, so you start thinking about stuff. And Blazers popped into my head, and I'm like, I wonder if Ant gets you know if Ant gets more minutes, and then he can get like one or two more shots. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of like running through ideas and thoughts. But you I'm guys old don't and washed, but I actually have like one of those old people showers. Oh, uh, because the house we bought it, the people who bought the house when we're, we're elderly, and so I actually do sit in the shower. So because you know I'm on one leg. That you know it's that, and I would say like sometimes I get super high and I walk around my neighborhood, and I love, <laughs> I love to almost have a radio show, or get my opinions out to myself so if we if, if preemptively it's brought yeah i kind of do that i'm like i just start randomly talking to myself i'm a super big weirdo i'm sure that blends in very well out there uh it's an interesting crowd out here man oregon <laughs> city is i just discovered the website open door have you heard of this website oh yeah okay are you on it no um so i i somehow got signed up and i go on this mm. website today because i got an email and it's like my surrounding area. It's not just my neighborhood. It's my surrounding mm-hmm. neighborhoods, right? Boy, oh boy. I got some nut jobs that <laughs> live in this area. The things that they're worried about or that they complain about. I'm like, why is this an issue? Why do you care this much? Are you really living with that kind of fear? It's like psychotic conspiracy type stuff, man. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, people live right down the street from me. What's what's the other one? I think it's called like neighborhood or something like that. My my sister who like that, yeah. lives out here with uh, like literally you know a couple blocks away from me. It's like oh you know you can see this to see what's going on in the neighborhood, and yeah, it's just same same situation. That's um, oh, very interesting. It's it's, it's a lot of tinfoil hats being tightened up. These people uh, need to get off Facebook, bro. It's not good for their health. <laughs> speaking speaking of tinfoil hats, Larry Nance Jr. Uh, in theory should be very impactful. I I, I liked the idea of him. Um, Three. Three? Three. I'm going I'm going I'm going two point two point six. Yeah, I felt like I gave him too high. You know what? Three. Three. Okay. I can go with it. I'll keep uh, it at a three. Um I think what we saw last night was you saw the mental part of the game of him trying to defer way too damn much instead of dictating. Like I, I like him going. No, dude, you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to be here, but also like kind of grab him by the scruff of the neck and drag him over there kind of deal. Like, like be forceful. I do think it's interesting because um, not that it's apples to apples here, but I think there's an element where he's going to eventually get there. I just not expecting it. And, you know, the whole like he's a he's a good defender because he cares and he made an impact when he played in 
30 games for Cleveland. I'm not refuting it, but I do think there's an element that takes me back to um, what was the former Warrior Center's name that had a cup of oh, coffee. Oh, yeah, the one the one uh, that came here that uh, damn near got in a fight with CJ. Yeah. Uh, I, Festus Azili. Festus Azili, thank you. Yeah. I think there's an element here where I, you do have to carefully insert yourself mm-hmm. to earn kind of that. Uh, that that's what I'm saying, like the CJ stuff. CJ is going to frustrate him and they will probably have a conversation. I just don't know how confrontational that's really going to be because CJ doesn't give a damn. He ain't going to listen to you. If you come into his locker room, he's going to be like, what did, what did you do in Cleveland? We've been going to the playoffs every year. I think there's an element where he has to build into that kind of cachet before he really kind of gets into it. I, I agree with you in a sense, but my pushback is Festus Azili is Festus Azili. Larry Nance Jr. is Larry Nance Jr. I think that's a knock on Festus Azili, my man. That guy, you know, he played for the Warriors at one point. Again, he he played for the Warriors. He was not a uh, – um, say what you want about Andrew Bogut. If Andrew Bogut was the guy coming in that locker room, Andrew Bogut's got a lot more cachet, right? Um, I think Larry Nance Jr. has more cachet. I think he's, he's widely looked at around the league as being a very high IQ guy who works his ass off. Um so I think the pushback there, if you're Larry Nance Jr., is, listen, man, I know what the hell I'm doing. I've had some injuries, but I know what the hell I'm doing. Festus Azili was, you were the 12th dude on the Warriors. Like, and played in Game 7 and guarded LeBron James. Again. One of the worst Steve Kerr coaching moves I've ever seen in my life. I yeah, couldn't believe he did that. Just And I wanted Cleveland to win. I'm like, yes, keep this dude in. This <laughs> yes, Festus, good, good. <laughs> so it with, with I think it's... I do get what you're saying. Yeah. But also I think Festus was a pretty non-controversial guy. I think it was him was as the, the, the stories have been told to me, uh, Festus was more of a, Hey, listen, this is where I came from. This is what I understand. This is what you need to do. I think Larry is more of a, Hey man, you're an idiot. Stop doing this. Like, I think they both go about things very differently. Maybe that makes it work better or, or, or significantly somebody goes, worse. dude, shut the F up. Like, who are you right now? And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't think we're going to make it to the trade deadline without Larry wanting to put somebody through a table. Um, just, and I, I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. I have wanted this team to have a dude who, who has that attitude and has that mentality for a long time. Like Joel Prisbilla backhanding somebody on this team would surprise me in the least amount. Like just, right. It's just shut up, you know, kind of a deal. Uh, we're gonna get to the last guy that we got on the floor, and well, he didn't get on the floor last, but uh, last guy in the grading here, Cody Zeller. Um, I don't know how much more statistically he's gonna give on an average basis, mm-hmm. so I'll take into account what he did. He outplayed Nurkic for a large stretch of that game. I'm gonna give Cody Zeller a solid, solid seven nine. Wow, wow, wow. I'm going eight on the dot. Hmm. I thought he outplayed Nurkic handily. I thought the only reason Nurk got back out there is because he's Yusuf Nurkic and he's in a contract year and Chauncey didn't want to piss him off because Zeller was outplaying him pretty pretty significantly. What was point. your grade for Nurk? Uh, 6.7. Uh, I think what you got from Zeller, like you said, statistically, it might bump around a little bit more. Uh, like, Legitimately, if Cody has... 11 or more 15 times this season i'll be surprised he'll have he'll have those games yeah. it's just a matter of how many he'll have he, he's he's never gonna be a 
Well, I shouldn't say never because injuries could happen, but as we sit right now in his role, consistently I expect him to finish under double-digit rebounds and under double-digit points for the season. I expect him to be like an 8-8, eight 9-8 and eight, nine and eight kind of guy. Very uh, Ed Davis-esque in that yeah. sense. And yep. I think that's he's just a bigger, stronger Ed Davis. Um, the, the entire Kings team thinking that he was going to kick it out on that short roll and then absolutely punching it uh, I woke some people up to uh, how well Cody Zeller moves. I think the combination of Larry Lance Jr. and Cody Zeller being on the floor and the stark contrast that that throws up against between Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Cantor last season uh, opened some eyes to, whoa, wow. that was I, different. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think you can get worse than that combo. So I think any combination well, of it's, players it's gonna look gonna like improve. that no matter what right right yeah. no that's fair but but that's you know i i give cody a lot of credit i gave him a good grade we basically agree with him uh or on him mm-hmm. that he did what we hoped he would do and he looked good doing it looking at our grades we're pretty much in agreement with only more than one point swings between dame cov uh, let's see. And that's about it. Yeah, just Damon Cove. Otherwise, we're worth within 0.9 on all of them, which, okay, it's a good start. I've, I've seen some 7.9, 7.2 for Zeller. I think if, if we did a straw poll, Zeller would probably grade out the highest last night, between probably between him and CJ. CJ's box score was, was nutty. Uh, I mean, listen. He, I, I disagree. I think, I think Ant scores pretty high. You think so? Yeah. I don't know how. I guess I'm just maybe I'm missing the mark here, I, and I'm kind of exaggerating what I saw. I just no, I thought he was very. I mean, you can't really play. He gives you one more bucket. He's averaging 13 points a game as a six-man role. He's in his 20s, and I'll I'll say the 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 quiet part out loud here. Uh, he quite literally showed you could move on from your number two, save some money, and maybe be okay. That's that's how much I enjoyed watching him play. I don't know. There, there were, there were bursts of that for me. It was hard yeah. not to have that opinion. I, it felt weird kind of game one, like, Oh, you're having this thought again, but you know, just being really honest, like I thought there were variations of norm C or uh, norm Dame and Ant, or, or Dame and Ant that I just was like, I think they, I think they would recover. Okay. If they ever made that move. And, and see, I've, I've kind of been in that boat for so long that I think, I, I again, uh, Lesser, he says, Danny just has high hopes for Ant, so a good game isn't good enough. Not necessarily isn't good enough. I just... I agree with that. That's a good take right there. Yeah, I... I, I mean, you're I, lowballing him. I am. I, like I said, I think there is more room for growth. Like, uh, I've been pretty steadfast in this. I It would not surprise me in the least bit if Anthony Simons plays 24 minutes a night and ends up being 14 and 4, 14 and 5. Yeah. That would not surprise me at all. I think the, the kid is an absolute bucket. And he was, was being held back by having to defer to a black hole in Ennis Cantor, who every time he got the ball it was going up, and Carmelo Anthony, who stalled an offense out more than anybody in modern NBA history. And he was, you know, relegated to deferring to that because of some BS legacy. And I, I thought that that was a bringing Carmelo Anthony back last year was a massive detriment to, to both Simons and Nasir Little's growth. Um, it wasn't the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Stop blaming the roster. It was all Terry. Um, you know what? We got to talk about this. Terry Stotts. I don't know. I'm getting, if I'm getting that picture. I'm getting that picture on a T-shirt. Are you? Is, 
but yeah. would you say he was publicly at yes. the Portland Timbers game? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you think riddle me this, Danny? Dan, oh, Daniel. Man. Lemon pie meringue. Like, tell me this. Did you stick you, it in your craw? You think it was you think it just happened to randomly get tweeted by the Timbers Twitter account <laughs> with a beautiful picture of him just going chugging a beer, like, oh, life is great. <laughs> I see what's happening over there, and it's still a loss. <laughs> I think Terry Stotts is going to wake up every day that they lose, and he's going to grab snap the newspaper. He's going to What a nice morning today is! Just, just straight up, Mister Bean in the hospital with the guy with the broken with the broken legs, switching his legs back and forth. <laughs> he's going to live the best. I'll tell you this: he's going to live the best life because. Mm. He's going to take absolute pride and happiness when he sees Dame, CJ, all those guys succeed. He's going to get to revel, revel in the losing part of the team aspect of that. <laughs> and by the way, he's and getting I'm happy. paid. He's getting paid. He probably was going to be the Pacers coach. It didn't work out. So he said, ah, I'll just get drunk, watch soccer, and hang out in Central <laughs> and, Oregon and, and Portland. Don't get it twisted, guys. More teams wanted Terry, but Terry was going to be a finalist in Indiana, which he has ties to. Yeah. Just because he didn't go back and coach the Orlando He was an Magic. assistant in Indiana. Yeah, and he's spent some time out there. Otherwise, it's... Terry would have taken that job, and I'm I'm a little surprised that he didn't go back and work with Carlisle again, just because you know they're 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 homies. So I uh, take a year, good for him. Like yeah, no, if no. I, if I could take a sabbatical and make ten and million have, dollars a year and make yeah ten mil or just be financially okay, who wouldn't want to do that? Honestly, like I hate when people are like I grind, I work eighty hour weeks. I'm like yeah, but you'd Why? rather not work eighty hour weeks. <laughs> like uh, people are like oh so. You don't just do Blazers stuff. You have another job. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm to the point when people go, hey, are you doing your dream job? And I go, no, my dream job is to not work. Yeah. Like, that would be – my dream job would be thinking of what I want to do every day. Do I want to go golf? Do I want to just watch movies? I don't know. Watch movies while I golf? I don't know. Just kind of see what this goes. Uh, Connor Strong, where does Snell fall upon his return? Do you think Snell I don't want to see him play. slides in above Nas? No, I, 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 I don't want to – I do not want to see Tony Snell play. Please make Tony Snell either wear the uniform with the the warm up on all game, or put him in a nice suit. Uh, I, I don't think you need to suit him. I, I, maybe I'm you just do... saying I don't care if you do one or the other. I okay. I don't want to see him play. Okay, that's fair. Um, I want to. We need to get Nas developed. Yes, a zero to screen. Play the young guys. I don't. If they have a three game bad stretch, it's it, whatever. It's gonna happen. Play him. Just give them the give them the minutes. We need to know what we have. We don't know what's going to happen this summer. Our pivot point's going to be like, yeah, we lost Dame, but you know we still got Ant. You know that's going to be us potentially this summer. And I want to feel okay about some of the young talent on this team. Okay, I can dig it. I, I can go with that. Um, we we kind of promised we wouldn't do this again, but uh, well, Daryl Morey's making it freaking impossible to not do it. Uh, ben Simmons is in the news again. I'm so tired of the story. I, I am too, and I, I kind of went on a, like a 20 tweet rant, uh, not on purpose, but I this... slightly disagreed with you. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Go. I, I won't refute the the chemistry, the you know the kind of uh, the, the kind of being a cancer, a team cancer. I, I know we use that context a lot, and it kind of mm. makes you feel uncomfortable. But you know, not somebody good that you want around your team. Joel does not want him around. 
No, but if you read the report, they went and had a team dinner. They played the Pelicans. They got a win. I know Joel is banged up already, so that's problematic. I understand the logic in trading him and just saying, dude, it's the assets over. Like, take the L, mm. get a role guy, figure out another another deal you can you can get. Maybe there's something out there with a a Matisse or an or Maxi or whatever. I get that, but there is an element to Daryl doing this that I also I I personally I kind of enjoy. And there was a sick part of me that really loved that he <laughs> dropped the, we could be here four years from now. That was so dumb. <laughs> it was absolutely stupid. He railroaded his own leverage. Oh, it's Jesus. already been railroaded. Yeah. But, but, but Danny, just hear me out here. The pettiness I, of it all? The James Harden thing last year, the Kyrie stuff, mm-hmm. and now Ben Simmons. I, am, I love player empowerment. I am pro player. I'm okay with them getting a huge slice of that pie. Without them, this league, we don't give a crap yeah. about this league. That being said... Those three guys specifically, and I could even take Kyrie out of this because it's a it's a different topic in a way. Mm-hmm. James and Ben, you you're crossing lines that should never be going yeah. that far. You are railroading a franchise after they're paying you that money, and you're screwing over your own fans out of what ego, pride. Like there's a variety of reasons for it. I just think I think it's a bad look. I do. I think there's a difference between wanting out, negotiating. Yeah setting up like i think there's a way to do it without making it like this and that there's a part of me that likes that daryl response of all right then sit for four years what what does it matter for me my pushback on this is the idiots at this with the 76ers force this if they don't get up there in that press conference and just throw him to the wolves why would you have not why would you say that championship over and over again man doc's smarter than that he knows. Joel, he's a bit of an idiot with this stuff. He likes to troll. He, I mean, his name is Troel. I mean, like, that's what he does. But at this level, you can't do that. Yeah. And if you're Ben Simmons, put yourself in that situation. Even if, even all the other stuff behind the scenes. Because if people, you and I have talked about this, if people actually knew what went on behind the scenes in the NBA, a lot less players would be liked. Um, but even knowing that, the Sixers organization screwed Ben over hard. And at that point in time, I don't disagree with that, Danny. They've screwed. I'm not saying they are almost a hundred percent responsible. And that's my point. And that's why I I differ from Harden. Harden was like, nah, I'm out. I'm going to go play with my boys. I think that's different. And I think he was rewarded for that behavior. That pissed me off. He was rewarded for the behavior. And I don't, I don't like that. And I I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. And this is where they did Ben sideways publicly. And Ben basically said, no, F you. Screw it. You don't want me? I don't want to be here. Get me out of here. You don't. The 76ers don't get to have the, oh, screw you. You're trash. Everything that happened is on you. That one dump off pass because you wouldn't dunk it is the reason. We saw what this team was without Ben Simmons. It was a first round exit. Shut up. And I understand Maury wanted to recoup his assets. Keep your coach and your MVP under control. That's that. That to me is is what makes this different, and that doesn't excuse Ben. Ben is a head case. There's no doubt about that. He's Jackie got... Mack had a good point. Does he want? Do we know he wants to play? It, it's it's a real thing, and that has been a thing about Ben Simmons since high school. High school. It's all. It was on his draft grade, uh, and I remember. Does he a couple care games enough, or he just want the money? Remember when they played Oklahoma and that mm-hmm. Buddy Heald team? And I remember watching that. I was Jack because college basketball rarely gets those moments, so I mm-hmm. turned it on. Man, I, I watched a close game, and I watched a dude not want that ball at the end of that game. And I'm like, 
that's a little problematic. Like you're going to be the number one pick. I, I want you to be aggressive. Buddy Heald's not giving a damn. Just go yeah. play. And so maybe that is a real thing. But I think the 76ers have stepped in this every single no step doubt. of the way. Right. And this whole idea of like, we're just going to hold out and we're going to make things hell. I'm going to hold on to him for four years. So you're going to take Joel Embiid's prime years and piss them away because a third of your cap is what tied up. What if Joel tells you he doesn't care? I mean, then... What if Joel, Joel likes the pettiness too? Does does he really... like? So if I'm an owner, I'm telling Daryl and Joel, you're both out of here then. You're not going to take and you know have a third of the cap tied up in a guy. But but here's here's the other part to this too. As ugly as it is, like seriously, tell me what team is is watching this going, I want that dude on my team. Like what's I I this is the thing. Daryl put himself in this. There is a hundred uh, most of this blame is on them. I'm agreeing with your point. I was just sharing a petty part of my brain. <laughs> oh listen, I'm team petty. Listen, I, I yeah, I am a hundred percent on board, but but who's that team? I, I, I hope it's here. I hope it's no, come on, come on. Um, we, we, we're being serious. We both know that ain't happening. Sacramento. Who is it? Sacramento would take that chance. Uh, I don't know about that. You want this, you want this dude around Halliburton and Fox? I'm just saying they they love dysfunction. Uh, I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm buying Sacramento. If it's not the Kings and there's. Listen, man. Healed healed and Halliburton for Simmons. No. If you're the, I'm saying if you're the Sixers. Oh my God! If I was a Sixers, I would I have to make a bathroom break before I answer that phone call and tell you <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? That would make me ecstatic. I I, I know Maybe it's maybe Robin Philadelphia. Listen, I know it's insane. Or Sacramento. But CJ straight up for Simmons is probably. Happening. Oh no, I'm saying value wise is probably the best that it gets. If it if it exceeds that, I will be surprised. I wouldn't blame somebody for going. That's your get. You Portland's getting screwed. Like I, I don't blame people for that opinion. I don't know if I agree with it, but I wouldn't blame people for that opinion at this point based on how he has acted. Yeah, uh, Greg Mock brings up a good point. Houston would take that chance, or the Spurs. I think they're both rebuilding, and I both think. Wouldn't they do? Do have done that already? No, because they they don't have any pressure or any timeline. The Spurs, what assets do the Spurs have that makes Philly get excited about that? Uh, I think you're looking at a combination of like Keldon Johnson and Derek White or something. They, they've got some some good players that I think would plug in, but uh, yeah, I just it's a it's, tough thing with this trade, man. I Maury's effed. I don't know how he gets out. Yeah, of that's it. the thing is I don't think and I, I what I said on Twitter was he's a distressed asset, and you don't get. You don't recoup value in distressed assets unless that the either the asset or an outside force allows it, and that outside force has told you to get bent. So, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I'll I'll put you this: if you buy or sell, Ben Simmons plays another game in Philadelphia in a 76ers uniform. So, it's 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 a it's a damn near non-zero chance, right? Like, I mean, s- if it is, it's going to be some stupid, like, the only way that's wrong is if it's like he actually suits up and he's mopey on the bench and Doc puts him in for literally a minute, doesn't try, gets taken out. Like, I, that wouldn't be the most surprising thing, but that's oh, the only God. way my answer is wrong. I have I have heard a few people say that. I heard Philly fans, put him on the floor. Mm. He won't try. He'll do what he did in the drill. He'll say no. What Before if you put him out there and you get him hurt? Oh, you have to try to get hurt. Uh, well, 
I literally think he would ole defense. He passed the ball back. As, like, as the guy sitting here with a torn knee and a partially torn Achilles, bothly, both from, you know, walk one from walking, the other one from slipping in the shower. Just saying in general, like it. But I mean, he's he's six ten and a pro athlete. You're a washed thirty year old white guy. I'm sorry. It's there's <laughs> they're not the physical, same. They're not the same. How I, dare you? Think How Harden, dare you? Think Harden with Wall, like that kind of effort. Oh uh, yeah. Remember when that happened? That was fun. That was that was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much uh, for being involved, getting questions, and hanging out. Uh, we will have the pre and post game show for the Phoenix Suns on Saturday. Uh, I've got Gerald from uh, Phoenix PHNX. If you guys know, I've had Adam Mares on the show on, on Blazers Edge a couple times. Uh, good friend of mine, uh, the DNVR guys. They started a branch in Phoenix. Gerald is one of the guys there. We'll have oh, the DNVR guys moved to Phoenix. No, they have another branch in Phoenix. Yeah, they they expanded. Is that a subscription based website? And they have a like a, a bar, like it's a it's an on site type thing. They it's it's rad, man. They're doing so well. They got to Phoenix. Yep, and they've looked uh, in uh, other markets as well. So, um, I, do I you think... th- do you think when you do that, you're not being obvious? Yes, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And they might have looked in other markets. Hey, so, <laughs> um, I'm just saying. It's one of those things. Uh, Brandon Dunbar says, "See you at Arby's next Tuesday, Sprague." Um, Arby's. I, I listen. I don't I, get the joke. I, I don't know either. Maybe he, he thinks you're a big fan of roast beef. I don't know. I do think Arby's is really underrated. <laughs> Arby's is delicious. Who didn't love a, a a cheddar sandwich with roast beef? Who didn't want a big Montana tr- covered in Arby's sauce oh. with curly fries? So the only thing I ever liked from Arby's was the Arby's sauce. <laughs> Hell yeah, I would drink that, bro. You didn't it, like the curly fries? Uh, I'm, you got the uh, best curly fries in the business. Yeah, I know, but curly fries still suck. So, dun, dun, dun. That's the cliffhanger we're going to end on. Uh, I, I think I have disturbed the sensibilities of Brandon Spray. You know what? Just, we're done. We're wrapped up. We're, we're going to wrap up here in like 30 seconds. You, you, you sit there and you take it. I might leave. I'm hitting leave <laughs> meeting right now. <laughs> All right, I guys. cannot believe you just have that opinion about curly fries. We'll, we'll come back on this one. I'm just saying. I mean, listen, man. No, you, there's no coming back from that opinion. You, you're gone. <laughs> you're Senate, you, you might as well be Senator Palpatine. Like, you ain't Vader. There's not some good in you. You're evil. You're gone, bro. Like, I, that was an awful opinion. Listen, man. It, it's just how it goes. Um, we, I, I do have a little a last little slight bit of last slight bit of business here. We do have, like I said, I alluded to it last night. We do have a, a, a kind of an option for a Manning cast thing that I'm trying to dial in. Uh, we'll do it a couple times a month. I don't know if Brandon will be a part of it. It won't be all game long. It'll be like a quarter or two. Uh, we'll probably set it up as part of maybe not a Patreon service, but as part of a subscription service because as a trial basis, we got to go through a bunch of stuff. But if you guys are interested in that, I'll have some more information on it in the next couple weeks. Uh, until then, please, if you're watching here on YouTube, you're watching on the replay, you're listening on the podcast, follow along here on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you are, or if it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you are. Help us grow. Uh, every single one of these, we get more and more subscriptions. The, the channel grows. The content grows. The community grows thank you guys so 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 very much i really appreciate it we will have you pre-game at five the games it's well i gotta double check now because it's a phoenix game so it's an hour ahead so we might so go it's at, six so we might go at four just to always keep that two hour gap 
uh, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, until then, guys, for Brandon, I'm Danny. Thank you all so, 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 so very much. Uh, we will catch you guys on Saturday, and then on Sunday we'll have the mailbag pod. So we'll have uh, plenty to talk about on Sunday's mailbag, and we're back to it. Until then, take care, and bye. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.